Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, October 30th, 2023. On Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Hockey. Grace, as we are recording here on Sunday, October 29th, today is the final performance of The Cottage on Broadway. We mentioned it last week in uh, that week's theatrical schedule, but wanted to shout out everybody involved in that new show, including director Jason Alexander, playwright Sandy Rustin, and of course, the incredible cast, Laura Bell Bundy, Eric McCormack, Lily Cooper, Alex Moffat, Dana Steingold, Nahal Joshi, and more. Um, I know this was a show that many people loved. I think you enjoyed it quite a bit as well, Grace. And I have already started to see regional theaters around the country for their upcoming seasons have this in their lists of shows so um congratulations to everyone involved it'll be a show that i imagine will get a lot of run here in the next few years having had a successful trip to broadway and uh, has a lot of fun things to do for regional theaters so closing up at the helen hayes theater on sunday so congratulations to everyone involved with that one We will have a ton of really fun interviews. I've got a bank of shows that I have to get out here over the next few weeks, and I've got some great interviews coming up this week as well that I have to do. So tons of content coming your way. If you want to make sure that you hear all of it, including all of our exclusive episodes, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash patreon. Now, Grace, Friday was a bit of a news day as we got a lot of things. And normally we think of Fridays, if if news is getting announced, it's like news dumps and things that people are trying to hide because they don't want them to be uh, talking points over the weekend. That was not the case. As on Friday, the first story we're going to talk about is the principal casting announced for the Broadway premiere of The Notebook musical. This, of course, is, as they are making very clear, is based on the Nicholas Sparks novel that inspired the movie that everybody knows and loves. It is going to begin performances at the Gerald Schoenfeld Theater on February 10th, ahead of a March 14th opening. The uh, score is by Ingrid Michelson, and the book is by Becca Brunstetter. The production made its world premiere last year at the Chicago Shakespeare Theater, and many of the stars of that production are back. That includes Jordan Tyson as Young Alley, Joy Woods as Middle Alley, and Tony Award winner Marianne Plunkett as Older Alley. As Young Noah is John Cardoza. Ryan Vasquez is going to play Middle Noah, answering the question of which of the 27 out-of-town tryouts he did that are all coming to Broadway this season he was going to stick with. It is this one. And then joining the cast as Older Noah is Dorian Harwood. The rest of the cast will be announced in due time. This show, uh, of course, is directed by Michael Greif and Shelley Williams and choreographed by Katie Spellman. So, Grace, a lot of people were waiting for this, anxiously awaiting for this casting. We all assumed that Joy Woods would be returning. But after having kind of like decent breakout roles in Little Shop of Horrors and then in Six and then back to Little Shop of Horrors and now, and I can get it for you wholesale, this seems to really be, in my opinion, the big coming out party for the star that is Joy Woods because she truly, truly is incredible. Exactly. Like, I know that, you know, I'm sure that she's in a very strategic part in her career right now where she's got to pick the thing that's going to, she's going to originate a role on Broadway. I think it's really exciting that it's this one. I have not heard a ton of this music, but I know people who have uh, seen the Chicago out of town tryout and they are really, really excited about what this show is, both in terms of the music from Michelson, but also 
in the theatricality and the storytelling that seems to be not exactly what you would expect from a movie slash book adaptation. So I'm really excited about this. I think this one could be one of those that I don't know, kind of kind of feels like it's a little under the radar for whatever reason, but really could end up being one of the big hits, both commercially and critically for this season. Maybe I'm wrong, Grace, but it feels like this is under the radar. Am I, am I wrong about that? Or is that just kind of me being isolated? No, it's not. A, it's not in my in my circle of understanding. It hasn't been under the radar. In fact, most of the people that I have talked to and like that have seen it and that I've like listened to the um the some of the recordings and things like that. Um, I think it's a very big contender for the season. I'll say that. Yeah, I, that's I, I think that a lot of people who saw it in Chicago feel that way. All right, let's move on to another major announcement that we had on Friday. And this one is the fact that Kenny Leon, one of our favorites, is coming back to direct another show on Broadway next year. And it is one of my favorite shows of all time, Our Town. He will helm a new Broadway revival of Thornton Wilder's classic in the fall of 2024. So not this coming season, but next season. It will be the first Broadway production of the play since 2002. Obviously, dates, casting, and the actual theater are all to be announced because it is still a year away. But joining Kenny on the creative team are Beowulf Borat doing the scenic design, Didi Ayate as the costume designer, Alan Lee Hughes doing live. Lighting, Justin Ellington doing sound and Kate Wilson doing the dialect. I love our town and I'm excited to see what Kenny Leon does with this production. I don't want to make assumptions about what his version will be, but I was excited to potentially think of having an all black cast for, for our town. So I, I don't know if that is what is going to be. And again, I don't want to make assumptions just because Kenny Leon is the director, but I kind of feel like that's a safe assumption, and it really interests me to have a different perspective of, of on that because I've never seen a production with an all black cast or even an all you know majority uh, non white cast. So I love the show. I love Kenny Leon, and I'm excited about the prospects about what this new production could do 22 years after the last time it was on Broadway. All right, and the last major bit of news is actually not necessarily news. It's news about news. But the Limpica social media feeds on Friday just posted a graphic that said, she knew who she was, soon you will too. And the caption said, 10 So that, of course, is today. And uh, it seems like they are going to finally announce what we all know is going to happen, is that there will be a Broadway production this season. As we talked about before, they have been doing auditions. We talked about the audition notice. It all said that it would begin performances in the spring of 2024. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that we're just going to kind of get the basics, the the dates, the theater, those kind of things. I don't know that we'll get the casting. Maybe we'll get confirmation that Eden Espinosa is returning to the title role, but I don't know that we'll get the full announcement here, but uh, this is one that I've been looking forward to, Grace, for years, hyping up uh, here on uh, on the show, and it's been through a number of different out-of-town tryouts, which is Rachel Shavkin, the director's want. She likes to really kind of build things, then tear them down during out-of-town tryouts, and then come back together with the best possible version. So I'm excited to see what this one looks like on Broadway. I think there will be some some casting stuff. I think actually, if 
I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that Jordan Tyson, who was, as I mentioned, playing younger Ali in the notebook, had been a part of uh, of one of the productions of Limpica out of town. So excited to see what this looks like when we get all the information eventually. And I think this one is a, another strong contender up there with the notebook for uh, a lot of critical awards this season. So Limpica has been one that I've obviously been interested from like an artistic standpoint, because anytime that there's like some type of piece of art like a theatrical something based on an artist I'm fascinated um and this one's definitely that and I think what's exciting is that there have been multiple actors that have been attached to lead this show for many many years it's it's been in development for so long which is always it's almost always the case for for shows that end up finally you know being on Broadway if that's their end goal or whatever it may be but this one particularly has been kicking around for a minute with incredible like processes and work and a great team and just all together. I, I think it's going to be really exciting, whatever it does land on. I know that, you know, Shoshana Bean was attached at one mm-hmm. time and then she um, obviously right now is at the public doing Hell's Kitchen playing Ali. I feel like we're talking about a lot of Allie's Allie and Noah, Allie from <laughs> Hell's Kitchen um, and playing her mother. But yeah, so I'm fascinated. I obviously love the artwork of that person. I'm interested to see how it's all finally put together on stage, kind of in a in a frozen form. And then also like Amber Amon was attached uh, at one mm-hmm. point out of town as one of, you know, her, you know, people. And so, um, and I don't know if that is going to be also another casting news, but like, I agree with you. I don't think that any of these shows are announcing initial castings. I think that they're saying, we've got to tell you all that we have a theater because most of them do. And -hmm. we have to tell you when it's going to start so that you buy a ticket and then we'll, we'll fill you in with the details. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, this better than far better than I do, but like, it's a process. You want to have as much news out there so that you can get attention with each different announcement. So, Blowing everything that you have up front means that you have less news cycles that you can be a part of. So giving the the dates in the theater so that people can start buying tickets up front is good. Then you start to be like, oh, here's our principal or our two principals. Uh, or in the case of the notebook, here's like our six principals who are playing two characters. And, and then you kind of keep divvying things out so you can talk about it. But um, you're right in terms of the stars. Like not only obviously I meant I mentioned Eden, but you talked about Shoshana and Amber Amon also involved in this show at different points were Carmen Cusack and Cynthia Erivo. So like there have been a lot of talented, talented stars who have been a part of this show throughout its process, doing different like public performances of it too, a lot of them. So uh, excited to see what this one looks like and uh, hopefully we'll get a, a decent amount of information today. All right, so there is a lot happening with some very, very big shows this week. I'm not going to go into a ton of details about this because we've still got more news that we have to get to, but you can get links with all of these shows that I talk about in the show notes. But let's start tonight at the Lucille Lortel Theater, where Danny and the Deep Blue Sea will begin its off-Broadway revival production starring Aubrey Plaza and Christopher Abbott. It is written by John Patrick Shanley and directed by Jeff Ward. It is currently scheduled to run through January 7th. Talk about a hot ticket. Like, this show is just beginning performances, and like a week or so ago, I went to look at what tickets looked like. And there are like many, many, many dates that are already sold out. Like I would imagine I didn't scroll through the whole run through January 7th, but Grace, like I would imagine maybe 75 to 80% of, of performances are already sold out from what I looked at. So that is good for them. Not good if you want to get, if you want to see the show and haven't got a ticket yet, but uh, if you want to, I would jump on that now before previews 
actually start. Oh, yeah. I was invited to final dress and I couldn't go. So cheers to me never seeing this play. <laughs> uh, yeah. Darn Kara and Dan. It's all their fault for getting married. Jeez, jerks. Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then on Tuesday, something that I do have a feeling that you're going to get an opportunity to see over at the St. James Theater, the Broadway revival of Spamalot will begin performances on Halloween, fittingly so, I believe. The performance is scheduled to open on November 16th and is currently scheduled to run through the spring, but maybe, as they keep saying, we'll have an extension. We will see, obviously, incredible cast, as we've talked about many, many times Christopher Fitzgerald, James Monroe Iglehart, Taryn Killam, Leslie Rodriguez Kritzer, Ethan Slater, Jimmy Smagula, Michael Yuri, Nick Walter. Um, I think we will be talking about this one quite a bit throughout the winter and into the spring. Then on Wednesday, November 1st, we will have a off-Broadway opening from The New Group, and this is the new adaptation of the Philip Roth novel Sabbath's Theater. It was written by Ariel Levy and John Turturro and directed by Joe Bonney. The cast includes John Turturro, along with the great Elizabeth Marvel and Jason Kravitz. Um, we definitely will be talking about this one quite a bit because one of those people I just mentioned I will be talking to here in a couple days. Uh, knock on wood because I don't want to jinx it, but excited about this. I have only ever run, read one Philip Roth novel, but I enjoyed it quite a bit, The Humbling. And since I knew that I was going to be having a conversation with somebody from this cast, I went ahead and ordered Sabbath Theater online and it actually got here yesterday. So I'm going to uh, hopefully dive into that one when I finish my current book. Also on Wednesday, Grace, over at New York City Center, we will have the gala production of Pal Joey that has been kicking around for a very, very long time. It's a new adaptation directed by Savion Glover and Tony Goldwyn. In the cast, we have the legendary Loretta Devine, Aisha Jackson, Elizabeth Stanley, and Ephraim Sykes. And um, Sevian Glover is also in the cast as well. This is obviously a very short run, as they always are over at City Center. It is just running through Sunday. Then another show, Grace, that I feel very, very confident that you are going to go see on Broadway because I believe we're seeing it together. And that is I Need That. That will officially open on Thursday, November 2nd over at the American Airlines Theater. It is a new play by one of my favorites, Teresa Rebeck. It is directed by Moritz von Stupnagel and stars Danny DeVito, Lucy DeVito, and Ray Anthony Thomas. And then the final thing that I want to mention is out in Brooklyn. Starting previews on Saturday, November 4th, will be Theater for a New Audience's production of Waiting for Godot, starring Michael Shannon and Paul Sparks. It is directed by Aaron Arbus. Uh, I have never seen a production of Waiting for Godot or Godot, however you want to say it. So I've tried to see two shows at Theater for a New Audience before, Grace. Both of them have been canceled once I think maybe both for COVID. Um, so I'm, I'm. This is on my radar for one of my two trips. It is currently scheduled to run through December, uh, December third. But they often extend those, uh, especially with big stars like Michael Shannon and Paul Sparks. So which one of those shows, Grace? A number of them are things that I know you are excited about. Which one of those jumps out to you as being most exciting for you specifically? I think that the Michael Shannon Paul Sparks waiting for good death. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't going to guess that. I've never seen it. Well, no, I've never seen it live. And I think that I, I love Michael Shannon. I'm so afraid of him in a good way. He's so weird. He's a very weird dude. Yeah. Try standing behind him at a roundabout buffet after an opening night of <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it's terrifying. It's him and you're you're behind him and you're across from Sarah Paulson getting mashed potatoes. So I would love to see him out of that setting. Yeah. I, and I, I just want to say someone is ringing the bell. <laughs> tell them where you're staying. Yeah. Tell. Uh, oh, I'm, okay. I'm currently, I'm currently at a yacht lighthouse in Maryland, and the the bir- the birthday the the bachelor himself for this bachelor bachelorette joint party just rang the bell at the the lighthouse. It's time to go. Okay. <laughs> well, let's well let's wrap up here with some uh, other real quick news. But on Friday, Tony winner Victoria Clark announced that she would be paring back her schedule uh, for Kimberly Akimbo. She did not exactly say what performance schedule she will be going to, but Colleen Fitzpatrick, who is her standby, will begin taking over some of her performances. Obviously, well-deserved. Vicki Clark has a lot of other things going on. She is, in, in addition to being a Tony-winning actress, she is an incredible director as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if she wants to start working on some of those other things as well. On Friday, we also got news that Broadway sweetheart Max Clayton has joined the company of Chicago on Broadway over at the Ambassador Theater. He will be taking over the role of Fred Casely. Earlier this week, we talked about the fact that Max Von Essen is stepping in as Billy Flynn. So seeing those two together should be a lot of fun. And then um, uh, one last bit of news before we dive into something that, Grace, I don't know if you saw or not. But before we get to that, um, according to a post from Carrie Butler's Instagram herself, she has just finished up a private reading of a new musical based on the life of Dolly Parton in which she herself is playing Dolly Parton. She posted a picture of of her and Dolly together. I, I have not heard much about this but I'm fascinated. I love me some Carrie Butler. She would not be someone that I would have picked to play Dolly. Obviously we saw Megan Hilty essentially play Dolly at one point. So having another one of our Broadway favorites playing Dolly Parton seems great to me, Grace. So love Carrie Butler, love Dolly Parton. Excited to see what happens with this. And then finally in our news here, Grace, have you heard about this new benefit reading with a couple stars that is getting ready to happen? Matt, if you're about to talk about this is our fucking youth, because I got, is that what you're about to talk about? It is. Yes. Oh, okay. Let's talk about it. I got the email famously. And I don't know if our listeners know, is this why you said this? It is one of my favorite plays yes. of all time. Seeing this is our youth on Broadway at the court theater changed my life. That is no joke. I got the email for this because Matt Damon, Mark Ruffalo, and then also I'm forgetting her name, um, that played the, the third, Miss Yeager, um, are all coming together for a benefit one night only reading. The tickets range from like $25,000 and down. I, my heart <laughs> fell out of my asshole. I obviously like, I love that they're doing this benefit reading. I totally get it. Obviously, I will not be in attendance, but I think it's so cool. And then also like Jay Smith Cameron of uh, recent succession fame, but also Mm -hmm. love letters and all the things she's ever done on stage. Like she's also involved because of Kenneth Lonergan, obviously her her partner. She's married to him. Yeah. Yeah. And so really all my worlds. I'm so glad that you mentioned this, Matt. Um, it's been plaguing me all weekend. <laughs> I should not have checked my email. <laughs> yeah, it is um, quite a a cast. The uh, original production of This Is Our Youth starred Mark Ruffalo and Missy Yeager off-Broadway. Josh Hamilton was also in it, and, and we just talked yeah. about Josh Hamilton is doing another show, which might be why, well, not just why, but obviously. Scene partners at the Vineyard. 
It just it just started performances. Oh, I know. I'm keeping up with scene partners. I can't wait to see yeah. the show. We might be talking to some people. Um, but Josh Hamilton also famously, not to also another thing. Um, I love him in House of Yes. I think he's so good. That's like where he's burned into my brain. Um, so please watch that movie if you've never seen it. It's kind of wild. Yeah. So if you want to get tickets for this uh, very, very expensive uh, benefit reading, um, you can do that in the show notes. All right. And finally, I've got some recommendations. Obviously, lots of wicked stuff happening because today is Wicked Day. We got a couple of performances on uh, Good Morning America. First, we got One Short Day uh, from the entire cast. Then Mackenzie Kurtz and Alyssa Fox did For Good on GMA3. Then um, we talked recently about like the the rearrangements of a couple songs for Elphaba and and Glinda's of the past. All of those performances sat down and did like little round tables about their characters. So Jackie Burns, Jennifer Denoya, Alyssa Fox, and Mary Kate Morrissey talked about Elphaba. Amanda Jane Cooper, Mackenzie Kurtz, Kara Lindsay, and Ali Mozzie all talked about Glinda. So we will have links to that. And if you're curious curious about the upcoming Broadway production of Water for Elephants, the songwriting team Pigpin Theater Company uh, released a video performing the song anywhere. So you can check that out in the show notes as well all right everybody that's all that we have for today thanks for listening to today on broadway follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at broadway radio and you can follow me pretty much anywhere at bww matt grace where can people find you other than in a lighthouse in maryland yes soon you will not be able to find me here but you can follow me at it's grace hockey all right everybody have a wonderful monday a wonderful week we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow